Hey everybody, welcome to episode 228 of Saturday Football Uncensored, brought to you by Saturday Down South. On today's episode, we talk to on three national recruiting expert Hayes Fawcett and Locked On Dogs. You can find this show on our website, SaturdayDownSouth.com and Apple and Spotify. Don't forget to join us for the live recording of the show. Tonight we're doing it on a Wednesday, but typically Sunday. Every Sunday, 8 Eastern time on the Saturday Down South YouTube page. As always, tell your friends to follow the show. We'd love for your support. Thanks, and here we go. Everybody, welcome back to another episode of Saturday Football Uncensored, brought to you by Saturday Down South in Texas Pete. I'm your host, Tyler Huck, and with me as always, my co-host, Chris Marler. Chris, what's the topic of du jour today for the for the podcast? I'm glad you asked, Tyler. I made a banner for it. Um, we and we already we already have a lot of people in the comments. Thank you for joining us. I know there's let's see my favorite comment already from Willie Gray, noted Georgia fan. Bet it's gonna be another Bama Puff show, fluff show. So here's today's topic. Yep. Is the sky fucking falling in Tuscaloosa? I think here's what we're gonna here's what we're gonna talk about today, Tyler, because like obviously more stuff came out today about the dominoes that are falling with Alabama football and everything that has happened since Saban retired. They are in a situation where the portal is open for 30 days. Um, and the fun part about that is uh, that the portal is open Nothing to get Alabama players for 30 days. As I know that you know that since Florida State's picked off like half the fucking team. Um, yeah. And then roll tribe. <laughs> roll tribe. And then Bama <laughs> is not allowed to pick anybody because not anybody, but only from teams who have available players who are also in that same situation, which means basically Arizona, Washington, Buffalo, and South Alabama. So what we're going to talk about is all the like all the things that have happened um, in the uh, what do you call it in the in the meantime. Hayes says he's in the studio, but I don't see him. Um, Jason Kane says hello. Um, but anyway, no, so we'll talk about all those things. We'll have a good talk with, with Hayes Fawcett. It's just been a day. It's just been every day that I wake up. Now I know what World War II was like in Poland, Tyler. You wake up and there's fucking bombs falling everywhere. Um, and it's awful. It's awful. Yeah. Welcome to, uh, what most college football fans have been having to go through for the last couple of years. Yeah. I, and I think, I think one of the things too, that has been fun to navigate is, I don't give a fuck if anyone feels sorry for Alabama. I don't want them to feel sorry for Alabama. I don't think that anyone should feel sorry for Alabama. I think that there's there's stuff that I want to ask nobody you. Does. What's that? I said nobody does, but yeah, go ahead. Basically exactly what I just fucking said, but okay. You can have the attitude all you want about it. Um, but I, I do I do want to get your perception or your uh, opinion on some of the things that are happening. Cause I think that there are some glaring issues that we're seeing with the, the transfer portal um, that are happening in general. Right. And I think it's, it's impacting Bama more than anyone else, but that's just the way the cookie crumbles in this situation, because that's the way the rules are right now. Yeah. It's a weird rule. Um, and obviously there's, <clears throat> there could still be more to come because let's just say Harbaugh who, has definitely been interviewing with at least we know the Chargers and the Falcons, mm-hmm. if not others. Um, if he leaves Michigan, 
Michigan's rosters open season for everybody. And then let's yeah. just say, let's follow the rumor mill here, and Brian Kelly leaves for Michigan. Now LSU's roster open for 30 days for the picking. Right. It's crazy. I think Bama's starting to figure out that a lot of folks were here. Oh, look at the super chat here. from Love Louisa. it. Really wish we knew how to cash that out. We'll I would like to donate to Bama's NIL right now. <laughs> so. uh, our guest is in the studio now, I see. Yeah. Um, um, so, yeah, it's there, this is just the beginning, and I'm sure yeah. we'll get maybe get some insight from Hayes here. But, um, yeah, what a wild, uh, what a wild, like, I don't think, I don't remember a roster just getting ravaged like this yet in the portal era. But, well, because also, Oklahoma, when Lincoln Riley left, there's not been a roster this stacked. That's that's yeah. the other thing too, is because it's the most it's the most talented roster in college football, like like for, according to two four seven, dude. I, like I looked at this a couple weeks ago, and I remember saying this too. I was like, Georgia fans are having to go through this for the first time because last year they didn't have anybody in the portal because they were going on a national championship run. Bama is in the middle of going to the playoff, and I, we mentioned this last time, and it was like you don't have a lot of people that are that are going to leave. The moment that portal opened. It has been a mass exodus. I think. I think somebody said to me earlier, "There's 27 people um, on the in the portal so far." Um, I mean, it, it like I think that there's. I've, I've talked to you. I've talked to our buddy Bud Elliott. It feels like from Florida State fans, there's a different level. Like like the the people. This is like a fucking wet dream for our Georgia fans for one, yeah. then Auburn, then Florida State, and then the rest of the country. And again, I don't. Yeah want anyone to feel sorry for them nor should they but it is a it is <laughs> it is it's like i compared to two things it's like playing dodgeball without a ball it's it's like you're playing dodgeball and everyone else has a ball and yeah. you have nothing and you're not allowed to have anything it's like your arms are tied behind your back because the way this is currently set up is bama can't bama can't go get anybody except for the places that are open so washington arizona south alabama and buffalo murderer's row of talent there right <laughs> but everyone in the country can openly it's not tampering but openly recruit alabama's roster and if you look at the transfer portal <laughs> when this was happening several weeks ago there's like no Bama players in it there's like a couple that enter now three of the top four and it's hard to get a five-star rating in the transfer portal three of the top four that are all five stars are alabama transfers isaiah bond Caden Proctor, Caleb Downs, the number one overall player. That's the one that dropped today. Should we bring in our guest and ask him why he's been ruining everyone's life on social media? <laughs> Let's do it. All right. We are now joined by a very special guest um, and a man that needs no introduction to Bama fans because he has absolutely been a menace to their, their feeds on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, welcome in Hayes Fawcett. How's it going, y'all? Appreciate y'all for uh, having me on the show. I did not think your voice would be that deep. I don't like it already. Um, <laughs> Hayes, not well for me. I'm a Bama fan, so this has been this has been crazy. Like how 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 crazy of a, of a past week has this been for you? And like like all jokes aside, man, it's been it's been nonstop. You know, I was kind of expecting for it to, you know, kind of slow down because you know once school started, um, a lot of those guys, you know, before Saban announced he was retiring, a lot of those guys. You know would have been committed and stuff already and then you know january 7th comes along and he retires and then obviously that shakes up the whole college football world and that's a whole nother month of me you know having to grind out all these portal announcements so yeah it's been pretty wild 
Did you say January 7th is the day he announced? I think it was. Or January 10th. Yeah, okay. the 10th, 10th, 10th. My bad. I didn't know if you were ahead of schedule on that, and I thought we were about to break some news. Um, <laughs> no, so we, we'll have to get to some of the – You dropped an edit for Saban? <laughs> say what? He dropped an edit for Saban when he retired. <laughs> Saban went to Hayes to, to drop the uh, the news. That would have been sick. Just Saban in a pair of fucking boat shoes standing in the stadium, just like, I'm retired. Yeah, hey, uh, so I, I feel like I've been seeing these uh, commit edits come from you for years now, but what what was kind of your the, your start into this? And then you eventually got hired on by On3, but were you just kind of doing this freelance? Like, how'd you get connected with some of these athletes? Yeah, so I originally started kind of on accident. I was I was like a middle school kid, probably sixth, seventh grade. Um, and at the time, you know, these recruits were, um, you know, announcing like with a regular tweet or just, you know, a paragraph paragraph in their notes app. Um, there wasn't really any, you know, graphics being made. So I kind of stumbled across that and accidentally, you know, made it a thing. Um, but I really started in like probably 2016, 2017. I mean, like speaking of some former Bama guys I worked with, um, you know, Devontae Smith, Tua, Jerry, Judy, just guys like that. And, uh, you know, obviously over time, I've gotten a lot better with my graphics, and I feel like that has, you know, helped me elevate, you know, what I do to a to a whole new level. level so, yeah, Hayes, as a fellow graphic designer, I, let me ask you, what is your favorite part about Canva? I don't use Canva; I use a uh, Photoshop. I, I was yeah. mainly joking. Um, <laughs> everything you're seeing here, I made. As, as it, is, it is far less impressive than the stuff that you put out there, man. What? Let me ask you this: What has been? What has been like besides this? what has been the craziest time for you? Cause I know the early signing period has got to be pretty nuts, but also like when the portal opened, like how, how does the process even happen of like people reaching out? Cause I'm sure you can't be like somebody making a joke in the comments here about if Hayes breaks news, it's called a leaky faucet. <laughs> um, I, I mean like it, you obviously have to be pretty secretive about some of this stuff. Like what is the process on it? Oh, uh, so most of the time, especially with the portal guys, you know, I've already had, um relationships with a lot of these guys back when they were in high school and you know worked with them for years and stuff like that so they know um they can trust me it's you know i have a good relationship with a lot of them we just talk stuff like that but anyway um going back to your original question like really the the whole month of december has been wild because the portal opened i think it was december the 4th i believe and then signing day was december 21st so you know the whole as soon as the portal opened, obviously there was a ton of, you know, announcements going on then, and like originally I didn't really know how much, you know, I would be getting hit up because I mean last two years I got hit up a lot, but it's just kind of one of those things that you can't really prepare for, just kind of something that happens. So I really feel like you know once I started making a lot of them and like posting them on, you know, Twitter and Instagram, then I guess all the other guys that are about to transfer, um, you know, hit me up and. I've told this to a lot of people, too, because, you know, a lot of fan bases think I like, quote unquote, target a certain team. Yeah. Like, for example, you know, if two players from, let's say, Alabama reach out to me and like, I, you know, I break the news and post it with them, then more than likely the whole, you know, Alabama team is going to see that post. And then, you know, that I guess that seed will be planted in their mind. And they'll be like, oh, you know, if I want to announce that I'm planning on entering the portal, then. I need to hit up Hayes. You know what I mean? Yeah. 
I don't, there can't be anyone that doesn't know who, he, I mean, this sounds crazy because I know you're a young guy, but like, I don't think there could be anybody in that realm that doesn't know who you are. Yeah, that, that's pretty crazy to think about. I, I, I never really think about it like that too much, but, you know, whenever you see a big name like Caden Proctor or somebody like that, Isaiah Bond hits you up, um, it, it's pretty crazy. But, I mean, like I said, I, I worked with all those guys in high school, so they're all pretty familiar with me. But We're obligated to show our super chats here. Uh, you don't have to answer this, but Evan Grimes did put in, yo, Hayes, what time is the UGA Downs graphic dropping? I have no answer for that. Yeah. Uh, what what's been your most viral uh, edit, like most retweets, most shares, all that? Do you know? Uh, I mean, I've done like uh, off the top of my head, I would probably have to say, you know, this is kind of an interesting one, but I remember I did the Austin Simmons one. He uh he was originally committed to Florida. And then he flipped to Ole Miss, and then he reclassified up like two grades. He was originally a, a, a 2025 guy, and he reclassified up to 2023 because he had like a 5.34 GPA and like graduated high school as a freshman. So, you know, including that little stat, um, you know, kind of made the tweet go pretty viral. Um, I've done like, you know, Cormani McLean. Obviously, yeah. big guys entering the transfer portal like Walter Nolan. Um, really, really, anytime it's a big name, I, I, I'd have to say the transfer portal ones really go the craziest. Yeah, that's, that's kind of crazy now to, to think that that shift has happened so fast in college football that people are more jazzed up about the portal than anything. Were you involved in any of the Travis Hunter stuff? Because I'm a Florida State guy. That was like probably the most devastating recruiting day I've ever had. Uh, so yeah, I was a little bit. I had gotten wind of it earlier in the morning. I didn't like directly contact him though. I did actually do his like original one to Florida State, I believe, but um, he didn't post my uh, the graphic I made for him. But yeah, I, I was aware of that situation, and you know, at the time, like I didn't even really believe that uh, you know, that was true. It was pretty pretty wild. That yeah, that's definitely a memorable day in signing day history. I would say. Um, let me let me think here. I, I've I've got so many questions asked. Yeah, I mean, so so what's the longest you've had to hold on to? Maybe like a like someone says, make me this edit, but I'm not going to commit just just yet. Um, you don't have to name names or you can name names. That'd be cool if you did. Uh, just of how long you had to sit on like private information that finally went public. Uh, I mean, in terms of in terms of like recruiting, people will sometimes like tell me like a month or so in advance. But I, I usually don't really start on it until like a couple of days before, because obviously, you know how recruiting and transfer board, all that works. Things can change um you know super quick um but i'm trying to really think of like a specific story of uh somebody that you know had to hold hold off on a i swear to god if it's caleb downs i'm gonna freak out no i I didn't no caleb wasn't really like that um but no like i i really can't think but there's just been a lot of times where i've had to you know stop what i'm doing and just immediately go to my computer and whip up something together in like five minutes and hurry up and get it out. I mean, there's tons of stories like that. Um, Cause I mean, you know how it is with portal, like this stuff gets, gets leaked really, really fast. So yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. Oh, and again, Hey, it's like, as like a, a fellow elite graphic designer, as you can tell, um, 
Like, I get it. I fully get it. Um, I'm, I'm kidding when I said that. Let, let's you all. 10 minutes. We really do appreciate the time, man. I, there's a couple of questions people have in here in the comments. Um, I fully know that as a Bama guy that you're not out to get us. It has still been been tough. Um, my first question is, because somebody said here in the chat, uh, Chris Gordy says, hey, sounds like he'd be a hella good freestyle rapper if he wasn't doing graphics. So my question is, if you weren't doing this, like, what what did you want to do before this? That's a good question. Oh, uh, so I actually I actually recently just graduated um college. I had a communication degree. So all this kind of, you know, worked out perfectly for me. Um but if I wasn't really doing the the sports media route, I would probably be a high school um coach or I I really did kind of think of going along the agent route. But yeah, that that was kind of really the the only two things on my mind, you know, before I started doing this. But I always knew I wanted to do something, you know, centered around sports. So that's fair. You let me. How about this too? Last last question I'll ask, and I'll let Tyler close it out. Um, and I'm I'm not even joking when I say this. How much would it cost me personally? A, if I ever leave this job and get another job, for you to make a graphic for me, and B. Would would you let me? How much would it cost me to bribe you to say like, "Hey, somebody from Auburn is, or somebody from Bama is in the transfer portal, or some smaller school? Let me make the graphic in Canva or Microsoft Paint, and then send it to you, and you post that." Like, how how much would it cost to bribe you for that? Oh my goodness, I don't even know. But you know, if, that hurts if you the brand. Ever, you know, if you if you would ever you know leave the job, I'd I'd be happy to make you a graphic for free. I wouldn't charge you. I'm holding. I'm holding you to that, Hayes. I'm holding you to that. Tyler, you any more questions for him, man? Uh, you obviously don't name any names, but are there any big names you think are going to hit the portal that you've kind of caught wind of over the next couple weeks? Uh, off the top of my head, I wouldn't say you know any like big big names as of right now. Obviously, you know, like I said, yeah. stuff changes pretty quick. But um, you know, on what I have right now, I don't think so. All okay. right, man. Well, we appreciate you going this, man. Uh, best of luck with everything. Uh, find some downtime if you can. But, uh, but yeah, uh, I would tell everyone where they can find your stuff because it's it's all over the internet, and we appreciate it. We'll have to do it again sometime in the future. For sure, for sure. Yeah, if um, you know you want to find my stuff, make sure to follow me on Instagram and Twitter at HayesFawcett3 on both platforms. And, again, I appreciate y'all having me on the show, and thank you all again. Sounds good, brother. Yeah. See you, man. What a what an incredible story for that kid. That's wild, man. So he was in middle school when he started doing that. Thirty <laughs> seventh. Like, I'm just like, fuck. <laughs> he did not. He did not flinch at the joke about my canvas. My canvas. Nah, he's like, nah, I don't use that trash. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't think canvas that bad. But you know, that's what every single graphic designer says. Um, all right, let's get back to the conversation and the topic at hand here, Tyler. We also have another guest coming on in like 10 to 15 minutes, but I want to get all the other stuff out first. And also, if you have any questions, make sure you throw them in the super chats or in the chat in general. We'll get to those as well. Um, all right, from where this day started, Caleb Downs, or, or how do you want how do you want to go about this since since Monday, Tyler? Because the last episode was Sunday. Yeah, I mean, look, it's it's been kind of a free-for-all of kids jumping in the portal from Bama. I mean, and as you said, when you're coming from the either first or second, like, most elite roster in the country, you're going to be having backups that were 
high four-star, five-star type players, you're going to be having now starters that were number one players at their position, like Caden Proctor, Caleb Downs. You're starting to realize that, you know, I think the the, the Saban draw was what everyone was at Bama for. And DeBoer's got a big challenge in front of him. I don't know that we knew that this type of movement was going to happen after Saban left. I hate your fucking smile right now as you say it. It's so so obnoxious. Um, I, so here's here's two things that I will admit now that this is this happened that I think I've been wrong about, um, and probably wrong because of because of Bama, um, and, and me being biased towards them. But the idea that that nil wasn't what took Saban out of of like the main reason why he left, I think that mm-hmm. was wrong. I think that looking at it now, it seems like this was a big part of it that he was and Feinbaum telling that story about how he basically was like, you know what? Like, I'm not going to pay this much money to a fucking five star receiver, whoever, whoever it was. He didn't mention it um, that just just when he hasn't produced at all. And I don't think he's necessarily wrong about that. But this is the day and age of football that we're going to live in. Um The other thing I think I've been wrong about, and this is the one that sucks the most, because I have been. I have been very wrong about this, and it's 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 purely based off my own bias towards Alabama. Okay, and I'm going to admit it. The idea that Nick Saban was not the brand and that Bama was the brand is painful to hear, but it's so fucking accurate. It's so accurate. Like the stuff that we've been told, and I've talked to a couple of people that are like you know the Florida State stuff, especially. I'm not going to. I don't know if I'm allowed to name names, but like that are close with what's going on over there, and and also have big podcasts and and like our, our big names in the industry. What they said to me was it's been shocking to see how much of a value it's been shocking to see how much of like, like a discount that people got for the, for, that Saban got in this day and age for people to go to Bama. Right. Like, like they were going to, go, they to pay, right. They didn't have to pay as much because they had Saban as the selling point. The other thing that he said has been really shocking is the price that they're getting these kids for is a lot lower than they thought it would be, which tells you two things. One, they're willing to leave for a lot of reasons out like that aren't just money. And also that NIL collective that you brought up on the last episode, that was the first time I've even heard about it, but it seems it's very true. It, it's not, those pockets are not as deep as people I think thought with Bama. They, they have a real issue potentially on their hands, that NIL collective. Yeah, well, they're just probably a little bit behind the game on on where they need to be. I have no doubt that Bama fans will come out in full support of funding an NIL collective, but they're mm-hmm. starting from essentially a, a much lower spot than let's say a Florida State would have to because that was the way we had to get in the business. We don't right. We didn't have a saving at our school. You know, we had a guy yeah. coming in from Memphis. He had to prove himself on the field, and so NIL was going to be the the difference maker. Um, and so, yeah, man, it's it's been cr- kind of crazy to watch. It, Bama is not going to be the only team. Like if, like I said, if Harbaugh leaves Michigan, you're going to see the same thing happen there. Um, fucking rate you know, that team. Forbid, if Georgia, if Georgia ever lost Kirby for some reason, like maybe he got sick of NIL, you know, it'd be an open open season on their roster too. It's just this is Bama's time. This is Bama's time yeah. to take it right now. Um, there's a couple comments in here. So and don't, don't think that you're not going to get the last laugh when. Bama, when the next recruiting portal session opens up in the in the spring, 
And DeBoer's going to go out and pick roster. <clears throat> I mean, we, we know what's going to happen. There's going to be spring games had. There's going to be guys that find out where they sit on rosters, specifically probably very talented rosters like a Georgia, Michigan, Ohio State, that mm-hmm. are going to say, hey, there's a lot of playing time at Bama now. Boom. So Bama's going to get their fair share of players in the spring as well. I, so and let me ask you this. Let me ask you this before we bring in our other guests. Um, like, Because this is the argument I feel like I've been having all day. In the, or all week, and that is, I I'm personally I'm not going to sit here on January 17th and tell you the sky is falling for Alabama. I'm not like the the roster even right now with all those kids in the portal. The roster right now is still better than it was at Washington when DeBoer first got there, and that was a four win team at Washington the year before he got there, and he took him to 25 wins and, and and three losses in two years and a national championship game ten calendar days ago. So if that is if that is like the idea that we're going to go into this and be like, well, he sucks because like they're not going to have the same talent that Washington had. Like, OK, well, who developed that talent for one, Tyler? Who developed that talent? DeBoer did. Like yeah. in the, the moving goalpost on all this, there's a reason why I wore this hat tonight. And, and I, I think it's a lesson that Bama fans can can take. In this current moment, I'm not going to sit here on January 17th and tell you the sky is falling and that we all know Alabama's going to lose this many games and blah, blah, blah. Because if we're being honest... But your graphic uh, says the sky is falling. Shut the fuck up. (laughs) (laughs) It's for the show. (laughs) That was good. (laughs) My face is very red. Um... I'm not going to personally sit here and tell you that I know that Caleb DeBoer, Caleb DeBoer is going to fail or they're only going to win this many games or this is going to happen, this is going to happen. I do think a large part of what is happening from the outside fan base is Evan Grimes, love you to death, but your fan base especially is this this want for the dynasty to be have been over for so long. It's now becoming more and more realistic. And I think that people are going to convince themselves no matter what, this is exactly what's going to happen. Well, listen, if you're – Hate to say it, if you're a Georgia fan, you've been saying that for fucking 15 years. No matter who the coaches have been, no matter who the players have been, you've always been saying that. So it's hard to take that seriously. But I was saying this earlier, but one of the reasons why I wore this hat is like what Bama fans really need to do, and, and they're not going to like this, but what Bama fans need to do is take a page out of Auburn fans' playbook and sit here and be like, none of us know what's going to happen. There's no reason to not be unflinchingly supportive of the program for the next two years, but especially right now. And I think what, what, what Bama needs is at some point for like, there need to be like a stop, like, like I don't say rock bottom, but there has to be a stop and all the negative stuff of the, uh, and the, the, the perception of they keep trending down and get some good news. Maybe that's Ryan Williams. I don't know. But in the meantime, I do think Bama fans need to take a page out of, out of Auburn's fans playbook and be a little bit positive about what's going on. Cause I don't think it's the end of the world. Yeah. Uh, look, I know right where you're at. For basically, from November, we had Jordan Travis break his leg and then got snubbed from the playoffs. And then we had a horrible signing day with KJ Bolden flipping to Georgia at last minute. Yeah. And then you get blown out because half your team is just not even interested in playing in the game. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, love your character. Norvell, Norvell is a candidate for the Alabama job. And you're like, if this continues to happen i don't know what i'm gonna do Mm -hmm. and then all of a sudden it flipped a lot of positive momentum new contract new guaranteed dollars for the nil collective and what do you know we land a couple big guys in the portal um 
We didn't talk about the FSU NIL issue that crept up. That was probably the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen in my life. And we're not going to yet. I'm kidding. We can. What is it? What happened? Uh, well, uh, a couple years ago, Amarius Mims hit the transfer portal for Georgia. Oh, yeah. And he point. went down to visit Florida State. And this was when the NIL was still very much new. And actually, in the state of Florida, you weren't allowed to have your school be associated with your NIL. <laughs> and uh, our O-line coach, doing a favor to Mr. Mims and his family, uh, simply drove Amarius over to the NIL meeting, dropped him off, and left. Well, That's promptly, up, I think, yeah. And promptly uh, after that, Marius Mims decided to go take his name out of the portal, re- return back to Georgia. And what uh, really transpired after that was Georgia got a little bit angry about that. And uh, Marius Mims was able to uh, give his side of what happened. And we basically got worse penalties than Michigan got for cheating. That for not coach, absolutely did. Yeah, did. For a coach driving a student who was in the transfer portal to an NIL meeting. Mm-hmm. Which is interesting. You know, I just, this, the NCAA just finds new ways to, it, the, the problem is, like, I, I don't care. Actually, most of, <clears throat> this is a two-year-old thing. So, actually, most of the, what they got in trouble with, with the sanctions, have already been served. But apparently this is just going to be – they wanted to set an example, and now they're going to go school by school and try to nail these schools for rules that aren't even applicable today right. but were when they when they were two years ago and no one even knew the rules anyways. And, and Shannon uh, Forrest – But I find it funny, you know, like, okay, yeah, you turned in Florida State for tampering with Marius Mims. I get it. Um, but no one's really speaking when it's just assumed that Caleb Downs is going to Georgia before he even hits the portal for Alabama. Or Trevor Etienne hits the portal for Florida. Everyone knows he's going to Georgia. Then he shows up there. How do we all know this? Everyone tampers. Florida State takes the takes the brunt of the hit. Well, you know, listen, like I said, you sat there with a smile on your face during my entire plight. Um, so I can't feel sorry for you. And you also got over five players from Alabama on your team now. So sorry that you so guys broke the rules as a program that has refused to do that and done it the right way for the last 17 years. I personally am not able to get through this sentence by taking it seriously. Um, No, the NCAA always fucking sucks. I'll tell you who else sucks. And that is our next guest, Clint Shamblin. Um, I was hoping that we, so we're adding Clint in here. I was hoping it would be him and his distinguished co-host Daniel, who it's hard to see figure out when when two people run an account who is who uh for each post it is not the locked on georgia accounts at all for me um clint how are you man uh you know what i'm i'm i personally am doing very well the sky is not falling it's up there it's being hoisted up on the shoulders of kirby smart and held up by five stars befalling into uh, Athens as we speak. So yeah, we're doing who did you guys get those a five star? Well, I, not 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 high school recruits. I'm talking transfer portal. Who'd it's weird when the portal opens. It's very dark in there. I don't want to go in. I'm gonna wait for people to come out of it before I step into it. So I'm gonna wait on that. Um, but yeah, 
Yeah, well, I'm listen, like it's, I jokingly said I wanted to bring you on so I could argue with you face-to-face instead of yes. um, just on, like, like getting an outsider's perspective of this. Um, like, I, I joke I, – actually, it wasn't a joke. It wasn't a joke at all. This has been a Georgia fan's wet dream. Explain to me what it's been like over the last, I don't know, week and a half – or week um, in, in, in Athens and, and like, what – the realistic expectations of where you go from here and, 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 and what, uh, what you're hearing around the program. Yeah. Let, let me, let me start by saying, I, I think a lot of Alabama and other fans will look at Georgia fans and think that we believe Nick Saban isn't the greatest coach of all time. Let me, let me just cut it. He is the greatest coach to ever coach football. Right. Like it, there it is. So let me get there. So when the greatest coach to ever coach football is no longer in your conference, mm-hmm. somebody who you're going to have to face and on top of that, just national stage in your sport, it's a great day. Now you could say, oh, you can't, you can't beat them. So you have to celebrate when they go down. Yeah, yes. He's the greatest of all time. Like when Brady retired, people were finally like, oh, geez. Okay. Now we can start going. That doesn't mean that somebody else Little might Steven not. comes back. Yeah. Ooh. Well, he's still got that office up there. Like he's still got a key. He's still at the office. He ain't leaving nowhere. He better take um, up the fucking defense. Anyway, go ahead. Oh, bro. Oh, man. We'll get to that in a second because I got I got questions. I got statements and I got questions for you. I, I think when you look at that, that doesn't mean that somebody else won't ascend that. That means right now, today, mm-hmm. there is no one close to him. So I, right. I believe that Kirby, given enough time, which I don't think he's going to last the same length as Saban because of how college football has changed. So I think he's out sooner than Saban was out. Saban was able to do that because he came in at a, at a great time of college football. Mm-hmm. So, yes, it's fantastic for Georgia because the next best head coach is who? Like there's there's not an upper crust of coaching like there was with Saban. I think that that distance between Kirby and everybody else is only going right. to intensify going forward. And so that's why it is absolutely a dream for Georgia fans. They, I mean, honestly, because when Saban even when he came to Bama, Urban Meyer was the best coach in college football. You could you could. And then in year one, Rick, obviously all the success that, that Georgia had, had. I mean, going into year two, Georgia was ranked number one in the country. You know, Florida's coming off a, a, a year where they were down, but they had a Heisman Trophy winner and was going to like on their way to a national championship that year. I think Ole Miss was like a preseason top 10 team with Jevin Sneed, all that crazy stuff. That's right. Um, Allie's in the chat and says War Eagle. That's great. Um, it, Tyler, what's, what's your question? Because I'm, I'm out of I'm out of gas. Don't put that up on the fucking. <laughs> William, by the way, what up? 199. I see you. Seth is part of the 199. Love that. I love inside jokes. Hope to. But to be a part of one once and someday. Yeah, I just found it kind of crazy to, going back to kind of Kirby not being able to last as long as Saban. <clears throat> I mean, we're, we're there's a potential to lose another great coach in college. Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe a cheater of some sorts, but Harbaugh could be on his way out as well. Um, do you think this is going to be a trend where you see these guys, especially the ones that are so hardcore into recruiting, like a Kirby or a you know think about like the Crystal Ball or something? Like, mm-hmm. how could you possibly? Man, because you you have to do that every single day for not only teams, you know, players that aren't on your roster, but players aren't on your roster that are in high school or in other colleges on your own roster. I mean, what what could be a successful run for Kirby in terms of amount of years at Georgia, do you think, realistically? Yeah, th- this NIL and transfer portal and scheduling, I mean, we're seeing it played out, all joking aside, like with, with Nick Saban's retirement and now Alabama not having enough waivers to get from SEC schools, players to come in, like that has to be sorted out. Not not because I am against 
players getting what they need. Like I, I'm so thrilled for NIL. I'm so thrilled for these, these cats being able to do what they need to do. It's a wear and tear on just the institution of college football. Yeah. So without that, with the wild West approach of who knows the schedule and doing all this and, and early signing, late signing, uh, these coaches and these schools are on the hook 24 seven. Like that's just unmanageable to do. So, which is really big, you know, not I'm not I swear I'm not doing this to rub salt on it but when we get Robinson coming on over to Georgia like I look at that and say this is allowing Kirby not to take his foot off the gas pedal of recruiting because he's still going to be doing it like he's still out there it adds another person onto the staff that has yeah. the energy because Cur you you just can't go 95 down the highway at all times you have to pull back to yeah. 75 65 and that's where these these NIL uh regulations for lack of a better term or just structure needs to come in because without it yeah kirby's eight more years and then done and every coach after that is going to pull a harbaugh where you pop your toes in really quick do your thing yeah. screw everybody and then leave for the nfl um Glenn, it, it I think it's a really good point for one and i love the fact that you brought up a, a speeding reference as a georgia fan that that's a really really good point as well um that's been the best part of my last week i'll say that um no so, so somebody said this in the chat gordy said this in the chat and i think um well, let me address this one first. Kurt Ar Arsenault says, tough making $10 million a year and having pressure, poor Kirby. This is the one thing I've said over and over and over again that I that I hate about what, what we're doing to the sport is no one's going to feel sorry for millionaires ever. No one's going to feel sorry for these coaches for making all that money. But here's the thing, man. Like, they don't get any downtime. I, I remember a story from Chuck Smith when we used to do a show together, and, and he was – this is like 2010 or something like that, where like at some point where he was on the staff – as like a defensive line coach and Chuck Smith is play for the Falcons forever. He is like the guy that, that, that pass rushers go to in the offseason to get coached up at like at any level. And I remember him saying that he took a vacation to the Bahamas for like a weekend with his wife for their, their 20th anniversary or something like that. Right. And then when that happened, one of the players he was supposed to be recruiting and it was like a big name at the time. I can't remember who it was, but it was a big name in that cycle. He announced that he was going to all of a sudden move up his commitment date till a week from that day so they were like where the fuck are you and like and flipped out he's like i'm on my like regulated vacation that you guys said i could have and like you got to come back you need to go to this kid's house right away and it's like man there it it's not about not wanting to pay the kids any money it has nothing to do with that i saw something earlier about how saving only left as soon as other people are allowed to start paying people it's also 72 years old and there's also something to be said for like it doesn't stop at any point of the year that's that's exactly right. Like I I don't think people fully grasp. Like for instance, the Robinson. Like there was an opportunistic grab by Georgia. Okay, mm -hmm. coaching change happens. A top recruiter, defensive minded guy, Kirby smells blood in the water because something took place, and he had to be there at a moment's notice yeah. to con contact, connect, and interview and offer all within the span of twenty four hours. Right. That is insane. Think about your job. Now you can say, well, I have 11 million. Uh, all is fine. I'm here to tell you, you don't know millionaires and you don't know people with that kind of money because I guarantee you talk to people who would say, if I was to make a million dollars a year, but I had some time to just tune out to everything and I don't have yeah. to grind for 18 hours. I know these, they would say that coaches would right. say, yes, give me that. If we can do, you have to pay them 11 million because these guys are like ER doctors on call 24 right. seven. That's not a way to live. And so if we want to see not so much institutional fluctuation in college football, if we actually like stability and guess what? It's good for players. It's good yeah. for the, it's good for 
everybody to have stability, then we need to rein in some of this ludicrous expectation we have on them. Agreed. Uh, so as far as Georgia next year, let's just, let's make some assumptions here. Let's say they get Caleb Downs. Hmm. What do you think so that defense is going to look like? What do you think? What do you think? I, I don't think he's going to Georgia. I think he's going to Ohio State. I don't. I don't think he's going. Didn't to someone in the chat said he just got a crystal ball to Georgia? He, he did. did. So he did on twenty four seven right now. It's it's Georgia. I think the best decision for him is to go to Georgia. I don't mean to cut you off, Clint, but I'm going to anyway because I don't like you um, right now in this per, this exact moment. Also, side note, Tyler, I, I tried to the way I tried to bring him onto the show today was I sent a number to him, apparently or a text to his old number that said, "Hey, bitch." And then it's not his number anymore. So then I had to follow it up and be like, I'm so sorry. This is for a different person. And now I just had to block that number. So um, I don't think, I don't think that he's, his dad does not like Kirby smart. Does not. And I I think that Ohio state's a bigger player than people think it does make the most sense to me for him to go to Georgia, but back to Tyler's question. Yeah. If if Caleb, um, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I was just going to say, let's just assume he does. And and talent-wise, and of course, you got the two safeties there. That are, That's just like an all-world tandem there. Um, what what kind of – I mean, what does Georgia's schedule look like next year? And how does their roster compare to maybe like that 21, 22, 23 run here that we just saw coming into next year and beyond? Yeah, you know, it's really wild. If if Caleb Downs does come to Georgia, you, I, I will be on every sports book that will give me odds for national championship title. Like it is it is at that point. Malachi Starks really? and Caleb Downs will be the best safety tandem ever to hit college football if it comes to pass. And and KJ Bolden behind him and Aguero, who's behind them. They have star positions. Again, I just can't stand when people say Georgia runs a 3-4 defense. They just have no concept of what college football is when they say that. Mm-hmm. They got the jack and they got that star position. The star position is this nickelback safety in the box linebacker who comes down. So Aguero or KJ or Caleb Downs, whoever that winds up being, is going to be playing. So those three safeties will play. We saw this Tyke Smith yeah. uh, last year as well as Malachi Starks as well as Javon Bullard. So, uh, yes, and by the way, Ellis Robinson, I think, does start day one at corner. That, I believe, is the case. Wait, hold so, on. It didn't Bullard go pro? He did. Yeah, yeah. So those three, right. yeah. Tyke Smith, Bullard, um, uh, went pro. So there, and then Kamari yeah. Lasseter. So right, three right. of the five defensive backs gone. Right. And 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 the second corner was not a particular source of strength for Georgia last year. Right. Opposite. Well, uh, last year. But also, isn't I mean because KJ Bolden would just come in and most likely play like a star position or like right. Okay. Just. Hundred percent. KJ Bolden. Right. I think Ellis Robinson. KJ start day one as freshman. Right. Now that's a, that's a tall task, like admittedly, but I think they do all of a sudden Caleb comes in and that defense, that, that defense back with that star position, be able to rotate strong safety is filthy, stupid. Yeah. And guys like Michael Williams goes ahead and, and shifts out to the outside. So now he's no longer playing defensive end. He's playing that Jack outside position. Which and is best he position. Ex- it's best position. Like I, it took. There was there was some consistency issues with some other guys. Needed some defensive end. We have three returners coming back on the defensive line. Big guys in Zira Zachhouse, Warren Brinson, and so all of a sudden you slide him out to Jack. You bring in a guy to solidify that star, and that defense won't be the same as as two years ago. I I, I don't think we'll see that, but it's going to be night and day difference. That's yeah. what lost. I will say that's what lost this game. Alabama shoved it down our throat in the SEC championship game. Like that uh, defense yeah. could not stand up to anything. All of a sudden that changes this year. And 
holy geez, Carson Beck season come back, all the offensive weapons and that defense to match is going to be filthy if that happens. And the thing that people, the Georgia fans don't want to admit is that Bama didn't want Caleb Downs anyway. I think the main thing is that we offered him a position to play center and he said no because we would give anybody that job. So that's the main thing, Clint, is that I think that you don't want to admit it, but I think I don't look, look, I don't want to admit that all the coaches Alabama just hired were their number one choice, first and foremost, out of the gate. No one else said no. Okay. (laughs) Let's just get that out. And Caleb Downs was not needed anymore. Right. He, He did his job. We got to the playoff. We, we lost. That's all. Let me, Nobody wants that many question. tackles and out of this their is, safeties. This is the, 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 wait, go ahead, Tyler. I said nobody wants that many tackles out of their safeties. Let's just be honest about that. That's actually yes. kind of true. It's too many tackles. Um, so let me ask you this, and I don't know if this is you or if it's Daniel, um, but the idea that – let me – you tell me why everyone – or why your account – on Twitter especially, has been so gung-ho about how this offensively, I'm just saying offensively, is going to be such a bad move for, for Bama and DeBoer. Because I look at this and I say over and over and over again, I got fucking graphics out the wazoo, Clint. That's right. You do. You know no, I know you I got do. them on deck. And I'll put them in here right now, brother. You say one word. I got, I got, them, I got them in the holster, okay? Um, but when somebody, when, when somebody brings up the offensive line, it's like it – Here's a real stat for you. You can use this on your show if you want. That sounds very condescending, and I don't mean it that, that way. That was condescending, 100%. It was not meant to be at all. That's like when somebody's like, you can use this in your little skits, Chris, when I do comedy. But, like, Bama gave up 49 sacks this year. That's 11 more than Georgia has allowed in the last three seasons combined. Think about that for a second. So my, I guess my question is, if you're bringing in an offensive line coach who they just won the Joe, the, the, the Joe Moore Award – or if you're bringing in any of those two players that, that hit the portal from Washington's offensive line, you don't think that it would be a little bit of an upgrade as a unit and, and like from a coaching standpoint of what Bama had last year? Because, again, last year was the worst offensive line in terms of sacks allowed in program history. Yeah, so I, I would say these two things to that. One, I think if you look at where DeBoers has succeeded, it's not with the skill set of Milrow. I, I I just don't see it having the same translatable skill set as mm-hmm. that. I I thought again that this is going to drive all the Georgia people in the, in the chat uh, crazy. And by the way, Jeff, um, I think that was Jeff said hi to me a little earlier, a little bit earlier. But w- the Fuck thing Jeff. that Next that Very that, that drove Georgia crazy was that when the offense just decided to power up and run it, especially with Milrow, and not try to drop back and pass. That's where it was infuriating. And the offensive line got a lather going and they excelled in that area. Now, asking them to set back and do a kick step and punch that arm was not successful for Mm -hmm. Alabama. But that's where DeBoers has been with Penix and Washington. Washington was not a strong. They had a great running back. But you saw all of a sudden when the running back got hurt in the national championship game, that running game was gone because he probably had, if you were looking at uh, advanced metrics, he probably had more expected yards after first contact than anybody else that they faced. So if you're saying, yeah, sure, we have a coach coming in that won the Joe Moore award. I I don't give any weight to that. Michigan won that a a while and they just got absolutely slaughtered in the playoff. I don't I don't give too much credit. I do think six points. I do think that. DeBoers is a good coach. Like that's what I think is just so chaotic about all of this. He's a good coach. Um, yeah. and he can coach well. I just think they're going to need somebody else, maybe the quarterback that did 
automatically transfer win to Washington and now will be probably coming with the Boers. I just think it matches up better in a schematic sense for what he wants to accomplish. I'm not saying that it can't work with Milrow. I'm just saying yeah. it doesn't seem to me to be the same skill set. It's a really good play by you because I would have thrown so many fucking graphics in your face right now and blocked you out of the screen. Um, last <laughs> thing I would say before Tyler closes this out is here's what I think we should do for our relationship. Okay. Just, and, and maybe this includes Daniel and his beautiful fucking hair and his, he's really got beautiful hair, man, beautiful hair, terrible attitude. That's what I always say about him is that if, maybe what we should do is a little exercise in friendship is cause I, I, you know, I like you guys, but every time you post something on Twitter about Alabama, I hate it. And so what yeah. we should do is once a week, let's just pick, here's a tweet that I, I have come up with. And it could be negative in nature about Georgia and vice versa. And and then the other person will openly support it no matter what it is. Okay. Well, to, to an extent, to an extent. This is way too complicated. I'm already lost. Well, Tyler, you're not a part of it, so you don't need to be okay. involved at all. So it's like, <laughs> I'm just saying, I'm going to tweet stuff and I'm going to text you and say, hey, need your emotional support on this one. Retweet it. And you have to pretend like you agree with it once a week. That's that's what I'm getting at, basically. Oh, so it's like, it's like, a, it's like a Twitter hall pass is mm -hmm. what you're asking for. Yeah, with for my opinions, which are never wrong. Uh, no, there's not been one time I've looked at your opinions on Twitter and thought, man, that guy's emotionally compromised right now with Bama. <laughs> not one time have I ever thought that. You know, the best comment that's been made about this at all, emotionally compromised is good. Um, I'm, I'm out walking Pepper today, and, and I'm talking to Allie, and I go, I go, listen, you just need to be fucking my emotional support animal right now over the next couple of days because this is going to be real difficult just give me till sunday and she's like can i just can we just like openly address something this whole idea that you have that you're like some logical voice of reason on twitter she's like go. you know that's not real right and i was like you know what fuck off she's like that's a great start chris that's a great start well um ali uh just from from one person who has logic to another who is interacting with chris stay the course remain consistent <laughs> Uh, and you do. I, I like the. I like the. Um, you have to. You have to give support for one thing, and it could be just the most random thing in the entire world. Yeah, uh, that'd be wild. I'm getting the top chef. It might be about that. Tyler, what <laughs> other questions do you have for this dick bag? Uh, early predictions on the Georgia visit to Alabama this this fall. Uh, I, I, if if Caleb Downs does come, give me like you can take four points, five points. I don't care. I would yeah. I would lay the points on that. If he doesn't, I still think um, there's there's so much to shake out. I really do. This is this is not a pity play. This is not even like a, I'm being an old man. I do really feel for Alabama's roster that it happens that other SEC schools are essentially off the radar for Alabama in this coming because there there's what some there's going to be a ton that are that are needing to be filled and there yeah. won't be enough time to get waivers done. And so a lot of these kids are going to be connected to a school that they've hasn't been recruiting them maybe, or in a different geographic area. Um, that sucks. I mean, just as a product for college football mm -hmm. and the game, that sucks. I don't like that at all. Yeah. Um, so I think, I think I saw a line that said uh, two and a half was the spread. Georgia was favored by two and it a half moved to three and a half today. It's three and a half today. See, I, I, man, hammer I, it, Clint. I would probably, I, I still would hammer it. Like I said, I, I would probably hammer it, but man, it doesn't, it doesn't feel good with how the rostered management has played out. Uh, I'll just say yeah. that, but I do anticipate now with everything, Carson Beck, I don't think is going to be, um, as, as contained, 
uh, as would have with these guys staying defensively, especially in the secondary. Because I think, I mean, I don't know who is left uh, in the secondary that had playing time last year for Bama. Um, and that's not that's not a that's not a drag or a you're, troll you're, at all. You're going to be fucking called up there like like the Army Reserves in a second. I mean, that's that's what good. I mean. Like via the draft and transfer portal, it seems that all significant snaps are gone from Bama yeah. in the entire secondary. Which you can get away with one or two guys doing that, not with five. No, it's fair. All right, tell everyone where they can find you, and I'm going to find you in like 30 minutes and beat the shit out of you emotionally. Emotionally compromising well, good. I'm just, look, we've all been there. Um, some of us visit more often. I'm just, um, you can find us over on Twitter. <laughs> oh, is that the same? Uh, over on Twitter, Dogs Podcast. Uh, my co-host, Daniel, who is, what did you call him again? A dickhead? I don't know. He hates me. Like, he so, he just despises every. I said he has great hair and a terrible attitude. That's what it is. Great hair, terrible attitude. Daniel and I talk yeah. uh, Bulldogs every single day. Locked on Bulldogs over on YouTube as well as Locked on Podcast. And find us over at Twitter on Dogs Podcast. All right. I'll see you in like 30 minutes. All right. See you, brother. Hey, thanks. Thank you, man. All right, Tyler. Let's close this out. We have, let's, let's take some audience questions, maybe. We have, um, let's see here in the in the chat. Shout out Apartment 3102 um, in the super chat. Mm-hmm. Glad they're watching. They're watching live on their television right now in Atlanta, Georgia. So shout out Roswell Road. What? Evan says he needs a hoodie. Should we do merch? Should we do merch? I only wear three things, so it could probably help me. Uh, we should do merch. Um, we are working with a loyal listener to figure out how to do, best do that. But yeah. we need to get some uh, some of you guys into it. Hey, by the way, I want to drop. <clears throat> Today I was in a... I was actually getting ready for um, a podcast that I do for my other job and uh, was in the office and my business partner calls me in. He goes, hey, man, I uh, got somebody that's a fan of you. I said, what? So I go in. He's hosting a meeting with uh, what I believe is to be maybe like a prospect or a, a client of ours. I don't know. And uh, he said, I listened to your show. And he, he held up his phone and he was like, yeah, I listen to you guys every episode. So, uh, big Georgia fan, him and his wife. Uh, so, shout out Blake. His name is Blake Bowers. I mean, <laughs> for real. <laughs> so, shout out Blake Bowers for listening to the pod and coming into the office today. Uh, it was nice yeah. to meet you. And uh, keep sharing it with your friends. Yeah, that's fair. Um, all right. What else? I mean, is there anything else we need to talk about here, Tyler? It's been, this has been a fun show. It's been, a, I, I, again... I think everything like, like if Downs goes to Georgia, I will be upset. I saw Caden Proctor as an update while we were doing the show um, has been crystal ball to Iowa. Um, love that idea too. In the chat. Uh, how do we relive the good old days and let's rewatch a bowl game or something. David Elkin. So we will have a lot of off season content that I think will be a lot of fun. Um, there's hold on. These texts that are coming in are outrageous. Uh, the, We'll have a lot of content um, in the off season as always. I, I am going to do, um, or we're going to do more stuff about games from the past. I think it'll be a lot of fun. Um, so yeah, man, I, I, I'm, I'm excited for the off season. Uh, Jeff Rollins says, am I going to hit the portal too? Stay tuned guys. Stay tuned. Maybe both of us will. Um, maybe, you go, maybe we'll go to Georgia just like everybody else. Yeah. Maybe we'll go to Baton Rouge. We'll see. Um, but that being answer. said, what's that? We should do a hat ceremony. We should do a hat. Listen, 
if I change, if I ever change jobs or we change platforms or whatever, we are getting Hayes Fawcett. He already said it was going to be free. And now yeah. we got the super oh, yeah. chat money, bro. I'm talking about fucking $27.99. Dude, super chat money is going to pay for our Hayes Fawcett uh, edits. And it's going to be fire, dude. I think we're going to get more retweets than uh, Walter Nolan did. I don't know if that's true. Um, I will say that we we do love the support, guys. We appreciate all of it. Uh, the merch thing went over a lot better than I thought it would. Uh, there was one concerned citizen who has been the most negative person in this chat for the last couple of weeks, Willie Gray. Love you to death. But he said, uh, don't do the merch if it's going to ship like the, the stickers. I'll make everyone a promise right now. If we do merch, I will have zero hand in shipping it. I will make sure that a more responsible person is in charge of all that. Um, but we do love the, uh, the, the feedback on it. You guys have been great. This has been a really fun episode. Yeah. Thanks for tuning in everybody. Um, as usual, if you wouldn't mind sharing the pod with your friends, that'd be awesome. Uh, five stars on Apple and, and Spotify. Um, and yeah, we were, we will still be doing two a week until, uh, through the Super Bowl. So you'll hear us back here again on Sunday at eight Eastern time on the YouTube page. For Saturday Down South on Twitter, you can find clips at Sat Down South, uh, Instagram and TikTok at Saturday Down South. For Chris, I'm Tyler. Thanks for tuning in. We will talk to you guys on Sunday.